Are you ready? Yes. Let us bow and look to the heavens. Heavenly Father, once more we come to you asking you for your guidance and your take care of us. We're asking that you bless each and every one of us that's on the line. Have us with open hearts and mind to go over what we need to go over tonight. We're asking us bless the families, bless the sick and the shut-in. Bless those that want to be on the line and could not be on for whatever reason. Remember that we're your children and we are to follow your rules and regulations. These blessings I ask in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to put out the slides tonight. And those of you that just got on with us, because um, my co-host, Cassandra, is sick tonight. So I asked that you lift her up in prayer. Um, she just had an episode that no one was expecting. She, you know, and she was going to try to get on tonight and just listen, but I'm not sure she's on the line. I don't think she's on, but just ask that you lift her up in prayer. And I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. And wrong thing. Our topic tonight is legacy of faith. And so appropriate. Okay. Okay, and I'm gonna have to figure out how to do this. I'm still learning this stuff here. Okay, I'm gonna do this. Y'all bear with me a minute, okay. I got it. I got it now, what I want to do. Okay, like I said, this week's topic is legacy of faith. And what we're going to talk about tonight is 10 ways to leave a legacy of faith. And I'm going to expand on some of this, but I can't get my notes up with my screen the way I was trying to get it up. So I'm going to go ahead and list the 10 ways to leave a legacy of faith. And then I'm gonna go back and talk about some of this so that you can have an opportunity to get some of the information that goes along with these slides. And the first one is you have to spend time with God in Bible study daily. The second one, you have to pray without ceasing. Number three, you have to weave the gospel in every aspect of your home and family life. Number four, read the Bible as a family. Number five, practice what you preach. Number six, ask forgiveness. Number seven, give generously. Number eight, Give thanks in all circumstances. Number nine, take care of yourself. And number 10, rejoice always. So I'm going to stop sharing the screen for a second. And then I'll come back when I can get my notes. Okay, so we know that leaving a legacy involves far more than handing down a monetary inheritance. Like when we hear legacy, we think about money. <laughs> we think about what somebody can leave us, some kind of monetary, some kind of inheritance or passing on a good family name. And for those things will surely pass away and forever be forgotten. So a lasting legacy one that continues for eternity is set in stone, written in our hearts and in the hearts of our loved ones, 
belief in Jesus Christ as the son of the living God and savior of the world is the legacy that lasts. So leaving a legacy of faith comes from being diligent and intentional in your relationship with the Lord. Even though life is busy and hectic, we have to have a plan to daily meet with God, study his word, and learn who he really is, the creator, savior, and friend. Plus carving out time, sit at his feet will overflow into all aspects of your life. So leaving, as, as leaving a legacy of faith comes from being diligent and intentional in your relationship with the Lord. Even though life is busy and hectic, we should have a plan to daily meet with God, study his word and learn who he really is. He's the creator, he's the savior, and he's a friend. As children of God, we are called to pray without ceasing. While that concept may seem daunting, it's possible to stay connected to God through prayer throughout the day. So pray as you first wake up and thank God for the gift of life. Then we pray as we experience stress and the demands of life to start to overwhelm. So what better legacy you can think of that you would want to leave for your children, for your grandchildren, other than leaving them the legacy of faith, teaching them about who God is, making sure that they understand who God is and what God does. And once we know in our hearts that we can leave that kind of a legacy with our children, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. We, we, we have to think about, you know, we always think that we want to leave a legacy of a big house or leave a legacy of some money to our children or leave that legacy of um, just fine things and things that our children won't have to worry about things in life um, when we're gone. But, you know, I always say we don't know. Sometimes, some, sometimes um, parents outlive their children, children, you know, outlive their parents. So we have to prepare them. So in the event that something does happen to us before it happens to them, they will know how to get through it. They'll know how to get through it. So we have to pray when we experience stress and the demands of life start to overwhelm. So pray for your family and that God will unite you all together in him. So it says rejoice always, pray without ceasing, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And that's in 1 Thessalonians 5th chapter, verses 16 through 18. Weave the gospel in every aspect of your home and your life. God isn't someone to be worshipped just on Sundays and never mentioned again. So we have to infuse every aspect of our life with the commands and promises of God. Talk about God's gift of a beautiful sunrise. Weave the gospel into your parenting and in your discussion as family. Show kindness and do acts of service together all in the name of the Lord. Bow your hearts together and pray over big and small things together. Hi, Grandma. Hey, wait. Yeah, come on. Relating, <laughs> relating all aspects of your family to God makes a lasting impact and equips children to understand how God works and moves in their life. And I know if you remember seeing it says, read the Bible as a family. So having a family Bible doesn't, study doesn't have to be complicated. You start out small and you just carve out a few times a week to read passages of scripture. This special time will be an opportunity to build a strong foundation of faith inside your family and your children. And it can introduce them to the principles of God. And all of you know that I have my little four-year-old grandson 
um, staying with me and he, and I was talking to Vaughn earlier, she has a nine-year-old that feels like he shouldn't go to bed without her. And this four-year-old, he thinks he's supposed to be right in the bed in the middle of me and, and my husband. So in the mornings when I get up and I kneel to pray, he says, Grandma, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said, I'm praying. And what does he do? He comes right down off the bed, kneels right beside me, and he bows his head and he looks up at me and he says, okay, grandma, what I say? And I say, pray for mama, pray for daddy, pray for your sisters, your brothers, pray for grandma, pray for William, you know, and, and that's how we teach them. And it's just so amazing. And they, they don't have no question. He just comes right on the bed in the morning time when I get up and, and I'm slow. He says, grandma, we got to pray. And that's how we teach them as little children. We have to teach them as little children. So um, it says that, you know, leaving a legacy, we, we pray without ceasing. We, um, we, we read the gospel in every aspect of our home and our family. Read the Bible as a, Bible as a family. And then the next one says, practice what you preach. Even when hard-pressed, a woman of God clings to his promises and stands for his truth. So we have to practice what we preach. If we're going to be talking about God and trying to teach our kids about God, we got to walk the walk and we got to let them see us walk the walk and talk the talk. Ask for forgiveness. Humility is a Christ-like character trait. And even when it's a struggle, a woman of faith ask for forgiveness. She's not afraid to say she's sorry and demonstrates a humble spirit when asked to forgive others. Give generously. Jesus was generous in all aspects of his life. He beckoned little children to come to open arms and often stopped what he was doing to rush to the aid to aid others. Emulate Jesus and just the last one says, take care of yourself. While it may not always be easy to care for yourself among life's demand, there is no better way to care for your family. Because guess what? If you're not good and you're not fine, you can't take care of nobody else. So you have to take care of yourself first and make sure that you're around and that you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself so that you can teach others or teach your children, or leave a legacy to your children of faith. Um, a woman with a well-watered soul finds biblical ways to manage stress and trust God's strength to get her through tough times. And I'm gonna go through a few of these slides and I think I could share my screen again and then I'm gonna open this up and let you guys help me out with some of the things that you experience about God. Okay, so leaving a legacy of faith and you can find, and I started reading Genesis 48 through 50, talks about leaving a legacy of faith. Begin today making choices that create a godly legacy and legacy is what you leave behind. So we talked before, what about it is not only money, it's not only material things, but we have to plan and we have to be willing to know that the only thing that's going to last is that legacy of faith, that trust in God, the belief in God, and understanding, loving, and knowing God. In 1 Corinthians 3rd chapter, verse 6 through 8, I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. What is our legacy in Christ? Think about it. What did we get? What did Christ leave to us as, as a legacy? What will you leave to your children, to your family as a legacy? Belief in Jesus Christ is the legacy that lasts. That is so profound, so very profound. Can't even read what that is, but 
The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of God shall stand forever. Leaving a legacy, the only thing that walks back from the tomb with the mourners and refuses to be buried is the character of a man. When a man is, is survives him, what a man is survives him, it can never be buried. So whatever you do in your life or whatever you stand for in your life, whatever you teach, however you, you whatever legacy, what people see you doing, believing and trusting, and just like this says, that's not gonna ever leave their hearts and their minds. They're gonna ever always remember that mama taught me about the Bible. Mama taught me about going to church. Mama taught me about God. Mama taught me about Jesus, you know. So do not hesitate to know that leaving a legacy is a legacy of faith is so critical, especially during these times. And this is another scripture Leave a legacy is in Deuteronomy 30 chapter, verses 19 through 20. Anxious about nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be made, made known to God. Living Legacy Bible. You know, I always say that, you know, one of the gifts that I try to, um, I know in every home, you you find something, you, if you don't find anything else in every black family home, you're going to find a Bible. You're going to find a Bible. <laughs> if it ain't mama's Bible, it's grandmama's Bible, granddaddy's Bible, you are going to find a Bible. So um, do not, you know, that's that living legacy. And if you, if you think about it and you look back, over growing up in times and stuff like that, we know that there's always a Bible in the home. Always a Bible. And, and sometimes like when my mom passed, I opened up the Bible and she had a whole lot of information written in there. And so I find myself now trying to make sure that if I give my children a Bible, I write down the information that they need you know, about family ties so that they'll know in the event that something happens to me, that they have the family, you start the family tree and you list, you list the information about grandparents, about great-grandparents, because I didn't know my great-grandparents, but because my mom had that stuff written in her book and stuff like that, I could go back and capture that information and be able to pass that information on to my children, and hopefully they'll pass it on to their children. And that's that living legacy. And that's that legacy. And where is it found? In the Bible. Because <laughs> we want them to be able to go there and, and, and read the Bible and search the Bible. And whew, it's, just, it's just so amazing. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put you, put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you, I entrust my life. Psalms 143 and eight. And I'm just gonna, you know, quickly run through some of these and then I'm gonna open up and I'm gonna let y'all talk to me because like I said, this one says, will you leave a legacy of faith for those who come after you? And it ain't hard, <laughs> it ain't hard to do long as you live it, you teach it, you talk it, you walk the talk, they see you, they see what you do. <laughs> and they, 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 will, they will copy, they will pick it up. And if all you're talking about all the time is Jesus Christ or God and, and the things that, how God brought you through and the things that God helps you with, and, and you talk it to these children, they will, you know, we, we went to Sunday school every Sunday. I remember those days we used to stay in church all day on Sunday. <laughs> you, you got out church long enough to get something in. Sometimes you even had dinner at church. And then you go back on first Sundays for first Sunday night service. So we stayed in church all day. 
<laughs> on Sundays and we didn't we didn't pout we didn't we didn't even complain because we knew that that's where we had to be and you know we think that you know as children growing up they they a lot of times we were forced to go to church but we learned and so even now you bring your children to church don't think they're not picking up on stuff they're learning it so the greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. Your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Leaving a legacy of faith means desiring to give someone your best, but recognizing the best we can give is not of us. We make our greatest impact on others by living a life that points others to him. Okay. Tell your children Bible stories on the call when you go on a long trip. You got to build their spiritual legacy. Sharing Jesus with my kids is the most important thing I can do for them. A legacy of faith. What kind of legacy are you leaving for the next generation? Okay. So I think we're pretty much through with the slides. So I'm gonna open it up to anyone that wants to comment on the legacy of faith. Good evening. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Uh, this was a subject that I won't say surprised me, but it was so humbling to hear. Um, at my daughter's funeral, when her friends spoke on her, they spoke on how she was, you know, fire, she was cool, she was, but then you had them say that you could tell that she had matured and grown because when she would speak to her friends, she would speak about God. Mm -hmm. She would speak to them about, you know, the praise dance team and the choir and how God had changed her life to the positive and when you're sitting back hearing that is when you learn that everything that I was teaching her, she was really learning and sharing it with her friends. We would get up in the morning and walk. And when we walked, we would read a verse from the Bible. And during our walk, we would break down what the verse was and what did it mean to us? And to hear some of her friends say, you know, sometimes we would just sit down and eat and we would talk about something from the Bible and how God did this and that. So those times that we think that our kids aren't listening and learning, you learn that they really are. And that was a a peaceful thing for me to hear yeah. is that she truly lived her life in a way that she should. To say she was perfect, I won't say that. Right. But what I can say is she had a lot of faith. She believed in God. And she left that legacy as that young girl that was able to share with her young friends the power of God. Amen. So a legacy left by a 25-year-old being spiritual and faithful was pow powerful for me as a mom to hear. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that, Tanya. Anyone else? And this, um, you, um, you said something about going to church 
I used to, um, when I was in seventh grade, I can remember, um, well, for people that don't know me, my dad was a AME pastor for over 50 years. And it seemed like when we were younger, we went to church from Sunday to Sunday because we had, uh, we had Wednesday church. We had church on Sunday afternoon. We had Silver Links practice. We had that practice and this practice and Wednesday church and and so one day when I was in seventh grade, I told him I wasn't when I when I got older, I wasn't going to church anymore. And he said, Yeah, that's fine. But as long as you're here, you're going to church. And so, you know, I I I thought about that. I think about that some days. And even though I said I wasn't going to church, well, here I am, I, you know. <laughs> and so I ended up being this uh itinerant deacon right now, you know? And I thought about that. And, and sometimes we say things that we're never going to, I'm never doing this or that, but God has other plans for us. And, and we don't know what those plans are, but we know that whatever those plans are, they're going to be good and they're going to be right. That's right. And so I, I think about, I think about stuff like that. Cause I'm gonna tell you the truth. I hated going to church. <laughs> And the reason why I, I didn't like going to church was because everybody, all the adults, they can tell you, you got to do this. And if you don't do it, I'm telling Reverend Reed on you. And oh, my goodness. I'm going like, Lord, I thought we only had one mom and daddy. But everybody get to tell us everything. And on top of that, they had the right to to tap your little behind if you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Exactly. But I, I tell you the truth, God has a plan for us. Yeah. And we don't know what that plan is, but we know that it's, it's a good plan. And so we just have to do, and we do pay attention. Children pay attention and they do not forget. They don't forget anything. And so we have to be very careful how we treat them and what we say to them, you know? Because they don't forget anything. No, they, don't. they don't. No, they don't. Just like I said, you know, William, William was right there. And um, Keisha put in the chat that she just had that conversation with her <laughs> with her daughter Kennedy just before she got on the on the Zoom call. And um her daughter is what, 12, Keisha? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh. So I just um I wanted to speak on um that legacy because I think about that. Um, with my kids, I'm so grateful to my, my aunt is on the line. And I'm so, um, every Sunday that I'm in church, I am thankful that my grandmother and my grandfather, um, sister Francina Sellers and um, Thomas Sellers, I'm thankful that they would bring me to church. And I always tell my kids, um, I didn't, you know, I live with my mom. And at the time she wasn't going to church, but I would go to the, go with them on the weekends and just, you know, get, I remember so vividly getting out the card and giving me my quarter, um, my, my, my giving to give, to put in church, to put in Sunday school. I remember all of that. And, you know, when we go through as a kid, we don't understand. Um, and I look at even the kids that are in church now and they fully understand like my nephew at his age, he's um, a licentiate. Um, and, you know, we don't really know what we're doing when we're in church, but when we grow up and because life will hand you the things that life hands you, um, you have your faith and you remember um, that faith that, that, that you learned um, while you were growing up and it helps you to get through um, what you go through as an adult. So I said all of that stuff just before I got on the line. So um, that, that. That, that was a lot. My heart is even full in this moment um, because, you know, I want to leave my kids that legacy too. So I'm thankful. I love my church um, and I do what I can because my grandma left me that legacy of greater things. Amen. Amen. Okay, Ron. This is Veronica. Uh -huh. My mother died at an early age and I had the other sisters and brothers to raise and I did. But every baby that's born in this family, the first thing I get them is their first Bible. That's right. 
And when my son was growing up as an only child with some young men that he knew from school, and they always came to my house, I fed them and I would tell them about the Lord and stuff. And out of them young men that was hanging with my son, three of them are ministers. Wow. <laughs> and uh, they check on me. The, they send word to me, how is mom and all of that. But at our house, I would tell them, you're welcome to anything here. We don't do them crazy things. And we believe in God because at the time, their parents weren't going to church and stuff. But I would sit them down and we would talk about the Bible and I would tell them why you need to know the Lord and all these things. And we laugh now and they say, well, we all preach them. And they called my son Los. They don't call him by his full name. They say, well, he the deacon, so eventually he'll be the preacher. I say, I don't know about that. But <laughs> if we let our life shine and they see that we are living what we talk about, we never know what's going to become of that. And I don't take any of the credit. I give all the credit to the Lord that I was rooted and grounded enough to tell these young men about the Lord. And as they grew, they started going to church and learning on their own. And like I say, all three of my ministers and they have their own churches. Very good. You know, that is so powerful because we, we definitely have to save our young black man. And thank you for that, Veronica, because, you know, whew, that, that is awesome. We definitely got to keep them on the right track. And, you know, that's a, it's more, more um, positive things going on with our children than the negative things. But we know how the, the, the news portrays, you know, so much of the wrong. And, but, You'll be surprised too, even those ones that you see out there getting in trouble <laughs> when it falls all down and when it, they get their back against the wall, they know the Lord because that's the first thing they're doing is they, 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 they call in on the Lord. So, you know, and, and they do know they may not, you know, portray that, but they do know. So anybody else? Hi, um, Ms. Karen. This is Vaughn, and um, I'm gonna piggyback off of what my niece said. We are who we are because of our parents and the legacy. And I can speak, and you know, all of us grew up in St. Luke, but we had the village. You know, you got in trouble. It didn't matter who saw you. They, I mean, they, they, they got a hold of you and. You pray mom and daddy didn't get a hold, you know, get the information, but they did. Yeah. So like my niece said, you know, they, they kept us in church and it wasn't whether we wanted to go. You didn't have a choice. If you lived in their house, you went to church. And that's why we are where we are today. Because, you know, of our parents, our grandparents and the village that we had. Amen. And I'm going to say goodnight because I got to get my net. See, I still got one here. I got to get them in bed for school in the morning. So y'all be blessed and have a good night. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead, Dolores. Yes. Um, good evening, everyone. Yeah, this is a really good topic because I think we all have experienced, you know, being raised up in the church in a Christian home. And sometimes, like you say, we strayed away like me. You know, when I first got out of high school, I wanted to get away from the church because like you say, you were always in church and your parents had you on singing on these little groups and everything. But the point is, it was always in your heart, you know, and your parents Pray for you. That's why it's so important to pray for your children. Because when I was out there, I was just wanting to just have a good time. But my parents, being Christian parents, they prayed for me and they prayed for me. Then something happened, happened to me. Changed my whole life around. You know, the Lord just seemed like he came out and he just 
plant my foot on a solid ground, changed my whole life around. And all of a sudden I was back in the church. I don't know how I even got back in there because I wasn't planning on coming back, but someone prayed for me and had me on their mind. But after he changed my life and after I got back in the church, I knew it was the best place for me. And I realized that being raised in a Christian home was very important. And one thing I always try to enforce with my children to let them know that you don't put anything, nothing before God. Amen. Because you know, as these young children come up, they have a lot of um, um, like different things they get into and trying to, you know, just test out different things trying to get successful, rich, you know, and all these type of things. So they might not on Christ like it should be, but I always want them to know whatever you do, how successful you get, you never, ever put anything before Christ. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, and someone said, train up a child in a way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart. And we need to restore the village because we know it takes a village to raise up a child. Um, and there's just so much stuff going on and, and we are the village. So as light as we may take it, <laughs> we just gotta keep talking to them. We have to keep teaching them. We gotta keep reminding them, you know, who God is and what God will have them to do. And we got to live that life in front of them so they'll see, you know, what's, you know, how God is changing our life. But we can't stop. We can't stop with them. We, we, we just gotta just keep plunging it in their heads. And, you know, and they look at me and my son says to me, he said, just because I don't go to church doesn't mean that I don't know and believe in God and I don't know the Bible. So we got to trust them. So we, we know there, you know, there's some things that, you know, sometimes, sometimes they tell me some things and I'm like, wow, he knew that, <laughs> you know, you, you'd be shocked and surprised. But just like I said, just keep putting it in their head and drilling it to them. And they are picking up on it, whether we think so or not. Anyone else? Yeah, yeah, this, you know, it, it, it's just, I just, you know, it's just been so amazing how, you know, I said, I don't know if I'm thinking when every time I look into the church school journal, um, um, church school book these last quarters, it's like, okay, God knew we were coming up on this because <laughs> it was already written. <laughs> All this stuff was already written for us. Will we say for such a time as this? Because there's no way that these lessons will be flowing the way they are flowing during a time such as this, because God already knew what we were going to be going through. He knew. <laughs> so he put it before us to take advantage of it and to just dig into it and get into it. So. Anybody else? I'm not gonna run my mouth. Any other comments? Hey, Angela. I want to say when you talk about a legacy, um, when I was a little girl, I was raised by my grandmother and I started going to church on watch night, on New Year's Eve night, because come 20 minutes to 12, my grandmother would make all of us get on our knees and we had to pray. And when you are very young, that's a long time to find something to say. And you just kept, but you couldn't get up and until she got through and mama would pray and she would cry and she would go back to praying some more. And we'd be looking at each other cause we wanted her to get up, but you could not move until she got through. And so here's 10 minutes after 12 and you think she's going to um, get up. No, she go back praying again, thanking God for every day in the year. She take a day by day seem like. But you know, 
I started going to church because I couldn't steal my knees that long. My cousin said, my stomach hurting me so down here so long and all of that stuff. But you know, this year, my faith was tested because I knew that the building was closed, mm -hmm. but the church had to be open for me. That's right. Because I was so used to being on my knees when the new year came in. And I, each one of my children, I have three children, they're in different places, different states. And I called them and not one was worried about it because they had planned to be on their knees come 12 o'clock. And so I said, that legacy from my grandmother's upbringing passed down to them. And they knew how to connect with the Lord through just watching us pray. My, I, I mean, I came up with my grandmother praying all the time. She had a small back porch and she'd be on that porch singing and praying, singing and praying. She'd be in that rocking chair, just going back and forth. Cause you know, when she passed away in 2002, she was 112 years old Wow! in her right mind. So see, I've seen the glories of the Lord, what he can do. And if we pay attention to these things that older people are leaving for us, I'm telling you, you will learn and you will grow and you will trust God because you will know what he's done for others. He will do for you. That's right. So when you start talking about a legacy, that's something that stays with us and we learn. And, you know, I felt better. Because I would see my children do things like we go in a hotel and they'd open the drawer to make sure there was a Bible in the room. Because I always told them I didn't feel comfortable sleeping without a Bible in the room with me. That's right. Because if something happened, you better find the word. <laughs> better be in your heart and you better be able to get to the word of God. And, you know, but just knowing that if God had taken me, they would have known it's time to connect with God. And so a legacy, legacy is not a joke. Oh, it's something that we should take serious. And each of us should leave a legacy that somebody will hold on to. It may not have to be a biological child or whatever, but somebody will say, this was her legacy and I'm gonna take it and run with it. Mm -hmm. So I thank God for each of you to hear about the legacies tonight, because I know I can't do without God in my life. Amen. I'm holding on to him, y'all. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus, I'm holding on to him because he's been good to me. Right. And I thank him. Oh, yes. I thank him each and every day. And I thank him for you all just to hear that and when I get down, I can call on somebody to help me cross over. Amen. Thank you so much, Angel. Mm. Amen. Anyone else? Mm. Charlotte, you just popped on. Go ahead, Charlotte. Unmute yourself. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God for this opportunity. I thank God for, for the legacy because without that legacy, I don't know where I would be. I had the opportunity as a young child to grow up with elderly relatives. Uh, we always said it has nothing to do with who birthed you, it's who helped raise you in the world. And there are so many children out there today and that when you talk about the villages, so many children out there just want to be loved. They're reaching out. They need someone to love them. It has nothing to do with who planted the seed, who birthed them. It could be just a, it could be a stepchild. It could be you could have married. You could have married a family that had a, a, a spouse who's had children. But, you know, a lot of people have issues with that. And, you know, we forget that the love of a of a of a child in someone's life, it has nothing to do with who birthed them, but show love. I share this because I just helped my, we, well, we celebrated my mother's 87th birthday on yesterday. 
And to hear those grandchildren and children and nieces and nephews, she is the youngest of 10 and it's only two living. And I thank God every day I got a living mother. She had the opportunity for them to children to give her her flowers while she yet lived to tell her how she read them. My mother happened to be the janitor, one of the janitorial at the school, high school. So she was mother to so many in the, in the community. And the kids talked about what she went out of her way to make sure she, they had books and pencils and we had lunch money, you know, the little things that we take for granted. And so going through her legacy of her children and her grandchildren and great grandchildren, today, when we went into that Sunday school lesson about Priscilla and Aquila, my mother's name is Equila. And so we were, you know, saying there's a walk with the Bible. But um, today my daughter taught uh, Sunday school, my baby girl, and she was telling the story she used. She broke it down so the children would understand. And she talked about how God has a task for each and every one of us. And so if you bring them up and she was sharing it because she wanted to bring her children up. We did Black History today. And in Black History, she talked about how uh, not everybody can sing. And she used uh, Kirk Franklin as the metaphor of her uh, lesson. And it was, you never hear Kirk Franklin sing. He talks and then he hands the mic to somebody and they sing it in a song. And he'll just say the words and then the background will sing the song. And he used uh, Ranch Allen uh, to sing that song, uh, something about that man named Jesus. He's the sweetest name I've ever, I've ever heard. And he got down on his knees and got back up. You know, we lost him a couple months ago, but he brought that song to life. And then another time he was on stage and he had um, a Tamil little man and he had Fasia, um, um, Fantasia, and he had them on the stage and he pulled them out and he repeated the words in their ear as they sung. And, and then she went into doing the, and she said, and you see, they had talent when he gave them the words to the song. So God has given us all talent and he's, and that's what he has done in your legacy. He's allowed you to train and bring us up and teach us the things that y'all have taught us. And it wasn't broke back then. It's not broke now. We should still be training our children the way y'all trained us when we were growing up. And I'm talking to those who are much older than 66. I'm talking to those ladies who have that legacy in front of us that we are trying to strive to be like you. And then she closed it out of saying that poem about God, why did you make me black? And I did not realize that until today that our children, our African-American black children, those who have the dark skinned, or even those with the brown skin or the long kinky hair or the pretty hair, that our kids pick on them. And I heard my daughter say at 16, she didn't understand until she read that poem. And she realized God said, I made you in the image of me is how it ends. And then I heard my 14 year old granddaughter say that today. That's what it has meant to her from hearing her mother read that poem in church every, every uh, February when we have our Black History Month. And it made her realize, don't ever be jealous or be afraid or be ashamed of what people say about you, long as you walk in with God and continue to do what God has given you. So I cried most of Sunday school That's because right. it touched my heart. But we don't know what our kids are going through. But I ask y'all to continue to pray for me, pray that I'll continue to be strong and do what it is that God would have me to do so that my living shall not, will not be in vain. Thank yeah. you. Amen. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Karen, you're muted. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read somebody else's stuff. <laughs> And my mouth is just going, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just saying that um, Reverend Edwards um, put this in the chat. She says, this is so true. I raised four young grandchildren, 18 months old, two 
and three, and it was not easy. But I had prayer every morning with them and gave all their own Bible and kept them in church. I give God all the glory. Now they all have their master degrees, a job and their own apartment. One of them have their own business. I still tell them to keep God first and all they do and God will continue to take care of them. Yes, I gave them a start of a legacy already and I pray it will continue in their life. We must leave a legacy of Christ so they can make it in this journey called life. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry, y'all, just talking away. Okay, anyone else? Thank you all so much for those testimonies. I mean, whew, I said we we don't we don't ever know what 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 comes into the spirit and and the legacy of faith. You know, just came in this week, and um, I just want to you know thank each of you for your testimonies, um, for your um, participation tonight. And those of you that may not have heard earlier, uh, we asked that you continue to lift Reverend Dr. Cassandra Williams up in prayer. Um, she had a little scare and, and they took her to the hospital on Friday night. And she said the doctor wanted to keep her, but she was like, no, <laughs> I'm going on back home. So, you know, she's doing a whole lot better today. So, um, you know, pray much her strength in the Lord that she will um, heal and, and be better. And um, I'm gonna ask um, Sister Wanda Turner, can you unmute and close us out, please? Yes, I can, thank you. Let us pray. Dear God, our kind Heavenly Father, we come this evening. We thank you, dear God, for our lives, our health, your loving kindness and your strength. We thank you, God, for the legacies that you put in our lives to allow us to be able to help those that we are coming in contact with day in and day out. We thank you, dear God, for keeping us, for keeping us in your word and for empowering us to do your will. Continue to guide us, dear God, that we can be the lights that you have placed here for us to be, for those to see you through us and see you through our works, through our words and our actions that everything that we do will be a blessing and will glorify you here on earth. Continue to guide and direct us, dear God. Keep us in your word, keep us in your will. Bless those, Heavenly Father, that are going through bereavement this evening, those that are going through sickness. And Heavenly Father, we know that all of our help comes from you and we can call on you and you will answer, dear God. We ask that you just send the anointing right now that is needed. Just help us to continue to lift you above all. We give you all the thanks, the praise, the honor, and glory, dear God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And y'all know I got my song, so y'all just help me tonight. Okay, who who brought okay. this one up? Yes. Hallelujah. People, there's nothing wrong with dancing for Jesus. And we can't forget where we come from. So if you don't mind, let's have a little church right now. Something about that name. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you. Good night. Good night.
Oh, <laughs> 